You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Uh, Chisholm Holland joins us uh, from The Drive, and uh, this might be a gig for you. What, you are in last week for me? Yeah. Did a terrible job. I was listening uh, <laughs> on my way. Just uh, got off. First of all, the show has got awful without me, but just the addition of Chisholm was made it worse. That's fair. You know what? I'm a realist. That's fair. <laughs> I, I have a question. <laughs> yes. Do I have to do like two-week notice to get a day off around here? Like, like when can I put in my notice? Because I got things going on, too. When you signed that uh, 15-year contract, <laughs> when, you find, when you signed that Magic Johnson-type contract, right? Uh, I'm sorry, bro. I mean, I, I'll, I can try to get you out of it. No, I, no, that, no. See, I'm a trooper. I can, uh, my uh, law firm of Howie Scrum and, yeah. <laughs> Dewey Cheatham and Howie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We can uh, we can get that going. But yeah. uh, No, I'm a trooper. I will be here. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm not next week. I'm going to be. Too. <laughs> I just heads up, there's a couple of weekends, not a ham. Uh, oh. oh, Not okay. a ham. Not a ham. Okay. Not a. So just let us know. Let us know when that happens and we'll get all that going. Uh, so let's start off tonight. Uh, what turns is going to turn out to be a pretty uh, important game six. Not that game sixes are ever uh, anything to sneeze at, but... Uh, no, I mean, look, any time that a home team has the game six with a chance to win the series, it's it always goes well. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you still salty? This is the Thunder Insider Show, is it not? Damn it! That was 16, bro! Just chill it always, out. It always works fine. Don't worry, Toronto. <laughs> you got this one. Yeah. What if Kawhi Leonard <laughs> goes to Milwaukee, shoots a terrible percentage, and then signs with Milwaukee next year? No one's talked about that. That would be. Oh, is man. there some sort of uh, salary cap, like a huge <laughs> gap that's coming up? Yeah. Yeah. They can so, send him. Yeah, miraculously, the cap is going to spike, and <laughs> and the league's going to be okay with it. All right, let's break down what's uh, going to happen tonight. Uh, first of all. I have Toronto in seven. I picked that at the beginning of the series, stayed with it the entire time, told everybody to chill out that it's not a series until a road team wins a game. Guess what? They both held serve on their home courts, game one, game two, game three, game four. That's how it happens. That's how it works. That's why they set it up this way. Game five, Toronto surprises a handful of people. Uh, Even the fact that Milwaukee came out and just jumped on them. Yeah. So Eric Bledsoe came out. It was just tremendous to start the game, which was a, a welcome addition to that Bucks team. And uh, yeah, but I mean, it goes to show the NBA these days. I mean, no lead is safe no matter what time of game. Absolutely. And then Toronto chips away, chips away with uh, great performances by Kawhi, obviously. But Fred Van Fleet, listen, you know and I know children change a man. <laughs> Whenever you have a kid and you like I didn't think, though, it'd be instantaneously like that. Uh, the guy's vision is clear. He can see the hoop, and it's twice the size it normally is. He is knocking down everything. And Chisholm, let's get you going in here real quick. Um, give us what you thought was going to happen at the beginning of this series, where you uh, changed your mind and, and did that, and then where are you at now? Well, yeah, before the series started, I was pretty confident in Milwaukee. Um, obviously, they're the best team all year. And on some level, it was that whole, we forget how good teams are because we get in the playoffs and we get all caught up with the storylines or the narratives or trying to guess the surprise team that no one's expecting. And then Milwaukee played Boston. I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Milwaukee's been the best team since the jump. Why would I not just pick them to go all the way? Let's not get cute here. Um, so I picked Milwaukee at five. I think I'm going to stick with that. I know it's unlikely. But yeah, it's it's not looking good. Jesse. I refuse to. Uh, I refuse to be wrong. Um, 
I was not expecting the role players in Toronto to show up in Milwaukee the way they did. Um, basically, the story of this series so far was Milwaukee's role players play great at home, Toronto's play, role players play great at home, and I thought that would hold true. Um, and then Game 7 was going to get dicey, but to your point, Fred Van Vliet couldn't miss um, in Milwaukee, and he was a guy who had struggled all postseason. So Toronto getting contributions from people who aren't named Kawhi Leonard is always surprising, especially on the road. Now it suddenly feels like this is Toronto's series to lose. Um, and just as soon as you think you know everything going one direction, things pivot in the NBA. But I just don't know how you can have a whole lot of confidence that Toronto's not going to win Game 6 the way this has been going. Because this is the first time all season, since Game 1, that Milwaukee's really been punched in the mouth. They've they've caught a lot of breaks this season. And there was a huge stat that they only lost two games. They only lost uh, two consecutive games once all season. Now obviously they've lost three straight. I mean... Milwaukee's really facing some adversity they hadn't seen this year. So I, I don't know if they're going to be able to respond because you thought they would have responded in Game 5. Madison, speak on the superstars in this uh, series. You talk about Kawhi. You talk about the Greek freak, Antetokounmpo. Uh, hey, I said that correctly last week. <laughs> they can vouch for me. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> did we you, have audio proof. Did you pull it and put it on your reel so you can send it out? <laughs> I, to, I mean, to I'm going to now. Yeah, yeah. You to, absolutely. Uh, but sort of uh, talk about the superstars. Um I mean, who? Obviously, I think that Kawhi is outperforming the Greek Freak, but uh, he's Giannis is keeping him in there. Just talk about the two of them. Well, right now, I think this entire series has really pushed Kawhi to become like a player that's a little bit outside of his bubble. Because yeah, he's a great player, but he's kind of quiet about his talent. He's kind of quiet about how he goes out there and performs. But he's been pulling a lot of moves out that have just been super impressive and very unKawhi like, if you may, just because they've been. They've been things that, like, Russell Westbrook, who's very loud on the court, would pull out. He's been just this freak of an athlete who's really led this team to do some pretty great things. And I don't know. My thing with this whole series is I really just want the team that's going to go into the finals and take it to seven games to win. I don't want this to be a total blowout and, like, an opportunity for the Warriors just to walk away with it super easily. So that's why I'm, like, going into this game tonight, I really just want to see a team that's going to outperform and be very impressive and that's going to go to the finals and actually be interesting to watch. So, yeah, Giannis has been, of course, he's been Giannis. He's been uh, very impressive in a sense. But just, I don't know, I think Kawhi's been making more noise. Uh, go ahead. Uh, it's just fascinating to me. Um, you know, watching the Wichita State Shockers a few years ago. Yes. I mean, we all knew that Fred Van Vliet and Ron Baker were NBA caliber, right? Oh, hey, don't talk about Ron Baker. Don't you Ch- dare to put it Ch- Chisholm loves him some Ron Baker. I'm a, I'm a truther on the Ron Baker. If he was in the right situation with the right coach, I'm kind of kidding a little yeah. bit. Let's say, hey, don't forget Shamit. It's uh, Landry yeah. Shamit was a yeah. freshman on that team. Don't yeah. forget Shamit was part of that, too. Yeah, uh, I was just going back and looking. Uh, and uh, and that Wichita State team also had a John Robert Simon from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Putnam City High School. Anyway, I just found I just found that fascinating. That is fascinating. Um, but anyway, no, it's uh, you, you sound fascinated. About, <laughs> so fascinated. <laughs> you talk about the role players. Um, I mean, they're, they're all chipping in and doing their their part of it. But Kawhi has been pretty sensational. So sensational that we are now overreacting to talking about him being the greatest player since Scottie Pippen on both sides of the floor. I That's don't know. not us overreacting. That's your close personal friend, is it Kendrick Perkins? <laughs> that was, was saying yep. that. I, I forgot if that was on CNN or ESPN <laughs> or. Fox Sports One or dudes get the work in. Dudes get the work in for sure. He's making that money. How the hell is John Hamm talking (laughs) crap about all the stuff? Didn't I hear you in CNN Philippines? Look. (laughs) 
I haven't been on NBC Mysteries like he has, okay? Like Dateline NBC. You are taking the place of Lester Holt, I swear to you. <laughs> cap space. It's hard when you don't have a cap. Welcome to ABC News Tonight. I'm Kendrick Perkins. That's good. <laughs> have you heard Kendrick Perkins' fake TV laugh? No. It's my absolute. When he's like, whenever someone makes a joke that he knows he's supposed to laugh at, but he doesn't actually think it's funny, his fake laugh is hysterical. It's so, huh, 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 huh. It's just on the out, not on the end, just on the out. Huh, huh, huh. Now, is it, worse than, is it worse than a Kawhi Leonard laugh? Though? Nothing's worse than that. That's yeah. pretty bad. No, that's pretty Did you guys bad. Ar- I'd rather someone hire Art Bryles and listen to Kawhi Leonard laugh. <laughs> I, I'm going to pull it up for maybe like the next segment. Did you guys see that uh, throwback video of Kawhi laughing? From 2011? Was, yes, that was like that was way worse than the one that he just put it's out. It's almost like someone got a hold of him to help him work on his <laughs> laugh. Uh, uh, to get to the one that steps. came up earlier this season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, true story, though, before we get out of here. Mrs. Ramsey's new favorite NBA player is Kawhi Leonard. Really? She said, as we've been watching the series and watch his post games and his pre's and all that good stuff, she's like, he gets it. She's like, I, he, I get it. She, he doesn't like being interviewed. And it's not like Russell Westbrook not being like interviewed. Like he seriously gets anxiety from talking to people. That's she's sad. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's Mr. Literal. Yes. Yeah. Like. I've never done this before. I don't know. From uh, what's his name? From Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. He's Drax. Yeah, he's Drax. Yes, Aww. he is. Yes. <laughs> Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too quick. Yes. Anyway, so my, my wife was like, I get it. And then she looked online, and there is a New Balance shirt that says, Fun Guy. She could not have ordered that any faster. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah, he, look, he's how, first of all, how's that guy a spokesman for anybody? But he is, he's the spokesman, but it makes sense for New Balance. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's like the-, the guy, the guy understands it. He gets it perfect. And he is the perfect anti star to what Russell Westbrook is. Yeah. To be in the superstar that Russell Westbrook is. And, I mean, so. he's going to be great in the Los Angeles market next year. Oh, God. 1077 <laughs> franchise. 1079 in Tulsa. Uh, Madison talked about this a little bit. We'll get into this into the uh, next segment. Which one of these two teams are going to present a uh, bigger uh, a bigger threat for Golden State? We'll talk about that. Plus, uh, we'll talk about all the all-NBA teamers on Golden State. <laughs> There's one that didn't make it. We'll talk about that and how it was. he was affected by uh, Oklahoma City's own KD. More OU football, more Thunder basketball, and more fun. Listen to 1077 The Franchise. Seven seven the franchise one zero seven nine in Tulsa. It is the franchise under insiders get, uh, game. Sure it is. Show. I'm watching games on TV. TV's Jerry John Ham, Madison Morris, and Chisholm Holland joining us. You can get a hold of us on a number of mediums here. At TV's Jerry is my Twitter handle. You know it. You love it. John. Starboy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. John's a star boy. It was at Starboy. <laughs> Starboy Ham. That'd be so awesome. But if that handle doesn't work, uh, try at John M. Ham. Okay. See if that uh, gets you anywhere. Not the real John Ham. Not the good looking John. Apologies Hamm. in advance, by the way. If you do hit that follow button, I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Uh, Madison Morris, you can get her at XQBCDE or however the hell Okay. Let's, her name. Let's get real here. It's M A D Y S S O N. And then Morris, you know, normal 
Morris. <laughs> That's not spelled weird. Like Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell? Sure. I've never seen that. There needs to, you, you need to swap out the I for a Y in your last name just to be different. Morris. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, joined by Chisholm Holland. Chisholm, what is yours? Too hard to spell. C-H-I-S-H-O-L-M. Holland. H-O-L-M. You know, I still spell Chisholm's name wrong sometimes. Have you guys... Not listen, sometimes, every time. Both you guys, have you considered better Twitter handles? Like God what? Plus. How about Maddie Does Sports? <laughs> uh, hard pass. <laughs> that would be so... That's so original. Tell yeah, me somebody else who sounds like that. That would be Brady's Twitter handle. Brady Does Sports. And people already think we're like dating sometimes. So I don't really want to like... <laughs> I don't really yeah. want to entertain the thought anymore. Don't encourage that anymore. No. Hold on. You guys aren't dating? No, we're not dating. Oh, what? fired Brady a long time ago. I, th- <laughs> I thought we'd piss you off and you'd leave too. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, now, now you tell me. Okay, he's, well, he's like juiced surprise. in. He's like juiced in now. What, what a strange world where like men and women can work together in a non-romantic fashion. That's it's, crazy. It's crazy talk. That's crazy. It's gross. I don't. I'm not a fan. But get this. <laughs> She's a lady. <laughs> what? <laughs> get out of here. Um. All right, so uh, let's let's talk about uh, something very important to this show, uh, the T-shirt contest. Okay, uh, I won this week. I won the T-shirt. Have contest. you not won in your own eyes yet? No, no. John, John comes strong sometimes. John will show up some real cool, and he's actually the one he's wearing today. And if you're following us on Twitch, and this is why I got to the mediums, you can see his Toronto Huskies shirt. Toronto Huskies, of course, one of the original NBA teams. Uh, whenever they were playing in chicken coops in Madison Square Garden, <laughs> which I, th- I don't think is that far from the truth. No, no, it's pretty close. And uh, and then the Raptors actually used this as like an alternate throwback for a few years. I mean, I, as as recently as a few seasons ago. So I actually. I, I wish they would just change their name to the Huskies and do a complete rebrand and get rid of the Jurassic Park era. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, like it. I got like the Huskies. It. So he's one with that. You showed up in your jersey. Yeah, 500th best player in the NBA. And that's legitimate. According to who? Do you have the, who it's from? NBA stats? Or yeah. NBA, is that who it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, Lori Markkinen. So you go, but sh- not the regular Chicago Bulls, Lori Marketing, <laughs> the alternative from this season. Because I thought you were, it was the Cleveland Cavaliers mid 90s. Lori marketing. <laughs> Are you getting confused? Well, look, look at the jersey, and then go look up the Cleveland Cavaliers that what Brandon, uh, Bra- Terrell Brandon, Terrell Brandon yeah. wore, and Sean Kemp wore, and and look at the similarities. Sean Kemp only played for Seattle. That's false. <laughs> no, no, my friend, fat Sean Kemp showed up in Cleveland <laughs> and for much a few wider years. Wider Sean Kemp. Yes, but of course I have a Oklahoma City. By the way, can they see your jersey on Twitch? Like, can you do the? Now they can. The Eddie. Oh yeah, now it's on there. Radosovich cam, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Me, I show up, right? And everybody's underwhelmed. It's Oklahoma City. Oh, whatever, right? John, I'm going to need you to do the play-by-play because I'm turning around so they can see it. Yeah, you know, you walk in with a plain Oklahoma City Thunder shirt. Okay, yeah, whatevs. Okay, it's a shirt. And then Jerry turns around. Other camera, Jerry. There you go. <laughs> and the number two of Ray Felton appears. Yes! So both uh, Jerry and uh, Chisholm showed up dressed as scrubs today. <laughs> I would normally defend him, but I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect jersey for me because Ray Felton and I share a body type yeah. <laughs> and a love for Sonic. <laughs> so and beards. Yes. So there you go. And there you go. I think we're close to the same age. You probably also, are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Our game is very similar. Fat boy strong. <laughs> Fat forward, as I yes. call him. Nice. Good However, job. Uh, both of his Achilles intact. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Great. Yeah. yeah. Mine's getting better. 
It's only two years out. Um, all right, so we left uh, our heroes last talking about uh, the Eastern Conference uh, semifinals in the Eastern Conference, semifinals of the NBA. Which one of these teams can put up a better fight for the Golden State Warriors? Because, look, you can root for Toronto. You can root for Milwaukee. But, honestly, all NBA fans really want to see is who is actually going to push the Golden State Warriors. You know, I have I've argued for Milwaukee because of uh, just that incredible length that they offer and, and the defensive players like Drew uh, like Drew Bledsoe. Listen to me, yeah, <laughs> Drew Bledsoe. He's about to be good. he played for he's the Celtics. Great. Yeah, Stop. He's, he's about to be replaced by some <laughs> other guy. It was a late re- draft pick. Uh, no, uh, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, you know, point guard, all defensive team. Uh, Giannis, all defensive team. Uh, who is just all arms and legs. Chris Middleton, also a stellar defender, all arms and legs. Malcolm Brogdon, who is a who is a sturdy defender and just a multi, uh, multi-tool multi guy. Uh, Brooke Lopez, who can stretch the floor out for them offensively and uh, provides a big body. He can't get a rebound at a key moment, but, you know, he, he can do, uh, do some nice stuff for you there. I have liked Milwaukee as the matchup, but then when I see what Kawhi, how he is disturbing Giannis throughout this series, man, if he's healthy... That Raptors team's got a has got a puncher's chance to take it to five or six as well. <laughs> Chisholm, uh, I I guess Milwaukee. I don't know. It is inevitability. I <laughs> all year we're, like we're, we're all like pulling on Thanos's glove. Trying exactly, to pull it off. we were grasping at straws all year. Maybe Oklahoma City can do it. Maybe Houston can do it. Portland's been hot, and now we're just we're just grasping and. I, I, Toronto's played great, and Kawhi's been unbelievable. Now, you brought up his health. He's playing fine. He's playing a full minute low. He's playing probably too many minutes, and he's grap- grasping his right hamstring, which has been giving him problems for two years now uh, on consecutive games. So I don't know where his health is, but to this point, we have no update from Toronto. Um, it just feels like whoever they play, Golden State's going to be able to roll them. Oh, my God. Um, this is not what I asked you, Chisholm. <laughs> this is not what I asked you. Who has I, a better chance? I need a, so you're saying there's a chance. I need that. I don't need the, Golden State's going to win anyway, because we can just shut the, shut the thing off and talk about horse racing. I mean, come on. No, thank you. <laughs> no offense. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Toronto. Okay. There um, you go. Yeah, I think Kawhi's been hotter. Um I want to see what Milwaukee does, not Milwaukee, I'm sorry, Golden State does whenever you put a center out there who has some ability. And to John's point, Brooke Lopez is great for spacing the floor. I don't know if he's someone who's going to be reliable offensively. Now, Marc Gasol hasn't exactly been that in the playoffs. But, you know, let's see if they, the rough and tumble, let's see if Toronto can slow the pace down and make it ugly. Milwaukee wants to play too fast, I think. And Golden State obviously wants to play as fast as humanly possible. We saw what Portland did when they tried to speed up the pace on Golden State. Golden State was like, yeah, cool, let's do that. Yeah. Um, Toronto's going to try to slow it down and play a little bit more half-court, so I think that might benefit them a little bit. So I guess if you're saying who has the best chance, I, I, Toronto, Milwaukee, Toronto. I'm going to Toronto. <laughs> uh, Magic, Magic Madison, what you got? Um. So... Okay, so this kind of happened when uh, Portland played Oklahoma City, and they played at this high intensity. They were able to get out of that series. They were able to move on. They didn't exactly play that way uh, in the next series. So that's what I'm a little afraid with Toronto right now because they're playing at such a high energy against Milwaukee. So how well will they be able to carry that over into the NBA Finals against the Warriors? I don't know. Maybe they will be able to, but I kind of just see some similarities in it because they're breaking out. They're being these all-star players right now. They're playing so well against this team. Kind of what John was saying earlier, that's been just absolutely dominant all season, has had a lot of really lucky moves that is just – 
I don't know. It's let them get to the position that they're in right now. So my only thing is I think if Milwaukee makes it out of this, I think they're going to pose a bigger threat for the Warriors. Are they going to beat the Warriors? No. But I, I think it'll at least go to six or seven games. And I really am just like, I'm just a little... I, I don't know, discouraged that the finals are going to be like four games or five games. It's going to be boring. Now, guys, you look at me, and not only do I have the same uh, physical physical features of Yoda, uh, I, also <laughs> have the, I also have the wisdom. Okay? Oh, dear. The Portland Trailblazers showed us that Milwaukee not only can stay with Golden State, they can beat them. Okay. How did that happen? Where did that happen? Jerry, where did you see that? Yes, hallucinants are legal in Denver. <laughs> Guys, when I saw Myers Leonard, Madison, can Ooh, I, there you go. It's Thank gotten you. hot in here. When I see Myers Can I move the rooms? I see Myers Leonard lighting up the Golden State Warriors and they have no answer. And they're switching guys off, and they got the Draymond, and they got the Clays and all that stuff. They don't have an answer for a big guy that's knocking it down. If you can give me two Brooke Lopez games where he can get 25 points and he is 7 of 12, or he is – and I know I'm asking a lot, but this is the finals, damn it. This is where great players and great things happen. If you give me two games where Milwaukee can have that big man knocking down shots like we saw Myers Leonard do, Milwaukee not only has a chance to be competitive, Milwaukee is going to put the hell of a scare into Golden State. One problem. They're not going to get there. I, well, quick question, too. Uh, how did that series turn out between Golden State and Portland? The one game. <laughs> okay, and we're talking about Myers Leonard. The brother had a half. Yeah. He, he, he ha but he did everything but the Jordan shrug. I right. agree. Brooke Lopez has had those games. <clears throat> and more, yeah. way more consistently than a Myers Leonard. You're not telling me you don't look at that tape and you see how that was run? And that is a uh, a big dose of your offense. Oh, by the way, if he's not hitting, you still got Giannis, and you still got you know Middleton yeah, but, and guys that can knock down shots and get hot. But you never know, like if the coach wants to take out Giannis with like a minute to go in a tight game. I mean, you could, you just, you never know. <laughs> that had no effect. It had zero <laughs> effect on the game. I'm going to skip you because you're sassy. What effect <laughs> did Giannis, Chisholm, what effect did Giannis coming out of the game with him? What, 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 that it really didn't do anything. Stop talking about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been saying this for years. That final play against Utah, Michael Jordan can't shoot three-pointers. He was a liability out there on the floor. They should have pulled their best player, right? <laughs> right? That's yeah. what you do with that situation. If they can't shoot, that was a mistake. you got to have your best guy out on the floor. Yeah. Um, Turns out that they are kind of important. They are. It's almost like the whole point of this is to have as many of those guys as possible, and then you think in big <laughs> plays you would want to have them out there. Uh, you know what reminds me a little bit, Chisholm, during the finals a few years ago, San Antonio, Miami, when Tim Duncan was not on the floor. For that last rebound? For, that, that went Chris out to Bosch, Ray Allen. Yeah, yeah. Chris Bosh got the rebound. It, it reminded me a little bit of that. I know we'll never, we'll never ever know what Mike Budenholzer was thinking there. Just like what Popovich has came out and said that was a mistake, but he didn't say his reasoning. He just said, "Yeah, I shouldn't have done that." Well, what were you thinking? Well, we just some straight. What were they thinking? I don't understand why Giannis wouldn't be out there. He in that thought, final I think he thought he turned his ankle. That Giannis refused to come out of the game, so he was going to come and bring him to the sideline to have a trainer look at it. Then he walks over, and Budenholzer's like. Oh, <laughs> oh, just, you're 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 fine. Okay. So hold on, wait. What you're telling me is when Russell Westbrook refuses to check out of the games, it's actually a good thing. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. That's so Giannis you, should have had some Russell Westbrook in him. First then. of all, that's how you get 2020 and 20. That's right. Look at you. Giannis was on the verge of history. No, no, With your no, kind of thinking, it would only been 2019. 20, that's true. <laughs> yeah. See, what's wrong with you? That's so 2019. That is so 2019. 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. Uh, before we go to break, uh, we're going to lis- let you listen to a very sad man. Uh, Clay Thompson uh, was given the news. Congratulations, you did not make any of the NBA, uh, all NBA teams. And as you hear him uh, losing $30 million out of his pocket while he's answering, uh, just think of the despair if you lost $30. What right now would happen if you lost $30 right now? You'd be so mad. I'd be a little upset. Imagine if someone told you you just... I'd be terrified. My wife would kill me. You just lost $30 million. Here's Anthony Slater, former Thunder, by the way. Anthony Slater uh, telling Clay Thompson he didn't make the uh, All-NBA team. Clearly made the All-NBA team, which would have elevated your potential. Oh, I did? They already came out? Yeah, it came out today. You were, like, uh, right behind Beal. We got... Or, no, no, right behind... We got 13. But you, you barely, yeah, Kemba. Kemba got it. Uh, you were a couple. I mean, that's cool and all, but like, when you go to five straight finals, I, I, I respect those guys, but holy, when you go to five straight, I mean, it takes more than just a couple of NBA guys. It's like all time team, but whatever. That's not, I'd rather win a championship than be 13 on NBA, so it's all good. Do you, do, you not, to... do you not like that that, that affects? Potential contract statuses, you know, all NBA stuff, because that would have elevated you. Yeah. It is what it is. You know, I can't control it. No one gets you closer to Sooner Football. Oklahoma's new sound for sports. 1077, the franchise. 1077 The Franchise, 179 in Tulsa. Every Saturday, 10 to 12. Franchise Thunder Insider Show. Local programming. Total dia. That's every day for you Spanish-speaking listeners. Producer Show, 12 to 2. We let uh, some of the hottest, youngest future stars. Sean Thurman's not young. Take over the mic. I really wasn't referring to Sean, but that's fine. And one old man. <laughs> there you go. That's way better. <laughs> Take over the mics and uh, give you the hot opinion. And uh, the next thing you know, uh, they are going to be one of the regulars on one of your favorite shows. So just know you're listening to the Future of Sports Radio when you're listening to the producer's show. Uh, here, uh, you're listening to the Future of Sports in Madison Morris and Chisholm Holland. And you're listening to future uh, guys that are going to be... Resting in homes in about twenty years. <laughs> twenty years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got. I got twenty years. Have you heard uh, the? Can you hear some of the radio in Oklahoma? I could be doing this for fifty more years. That's true. And still be relevant. That's true, actually. <laughs> Wait, you're not his age. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, last we left our heroes, they were losing thirty million dollars uh, for no reason at all. And here's the thing I love about that audio. Uh, if you were, if you're just not joining us, we just got through playing the uh, Clay Thompson. Uh, getting told that he did not make the All-NBA team, therefore affecting his uh, Supermax eligibility. And he was super calm about it. Well. Very reasonable. I was talking to John about this uh, during the break, and I, I wanted to say this on air now. Anthony Slater does a horrible job of telling him he didn't make the team. 
Yeah. Because he stumbles through it and is like... And he oh, names the wrong guys who are in front of him. Oh, you're right. You were right behind. He didn't say you didn't make it. He goes, you were right behind. And, you know, Clay's like, okay, who was I behind? Who was I behind? I thought, oh, oh, Kemba. Kemba was third and you were behind him. There's where uh, he Clay gets in his head. He's like, I, okay, there's no fourth. Oh, God, I didn't make it. And so as he's answering the question, he's figuring out he didn't make it. And then whenever Slater goes in for the death move, kind of like on Game of Thrones, when that girl drops the knife and stabs from the bottom. Her name's Arya, puts a speck on her name. Uh, and says, uh, do you not like the way that this voting affects the contracts? <laughs> and Clay's just like blindsided. It's like, yeah, it is what it is. Because um, what do you say when you figure out that one, you went and got Kevin Durant? Remember that? Guys, remember that? They went and got Kevin Durant. We should talk about yes. that more often. Uh, they became the overwhelming favorites to win the NBA title from there for on, if that's a word. <laughs> sure. Forward. And then... Um, I think it's called imperpetuity. No, bless you. Oh. There we go. I've been in perpetuity before. Uh, yeah, <laughs> How much do you charge for legal fees? <laughs> Using so, language like that. So, uh, Clay loves the... And says he'd rather win a title. Because yeah, you can, because you have Kevin Durant, Clay. It's, it's fine. Uh, he'd rather do that... Uh, they make an all NBA team. Well, guess what? That that's what happened, Clay. You lost money, bro, because you guys signed Kevin Durant. People think Kemba Walker is doing a better job at NBA than you. I like your verb of NBA. Like that? Okay. Why did okay? And I'll say it out loud, and you guys can. We'll go around the table here in just a second. Why do people pick Kemba over Clay? Because Kemba's carrying an organization by himself, not a team. An organization. The guy's the face. He's the only thing that you think when you think Charlotte Hornets. Some of us like Frank the Tank. Some of us like Nick Batoon. Some of us way too much. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Clay, uh, Clay, Clay Thompson is not seen as a guy, literally, that could carry an organization because he's not doing it. He's the third damn option. Maybe. Sometimes he's the fourth. John, Clay Thompson is not going to make this money because Kemba Walker is doing something that his prissy, uh, silver-spooned ass would never do, and that's carry an organization. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. So, I mean, look, in, in defense of Kemba, almost 26 points a game, uh, 35% from three. There's no other options, John. Six assists per game. I mean, I, I'm just laying out there like... My favorite game. Who's Charlotte's second best player? <laughs> Jeremy Lamb Jeremy for 100, Lamb. Bob. Jeremy Lamb. But no, like you talked about it, right? Um, Clay Thompson is, to me, one of the 15 best players in the league. Is he? He is. I guess. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, he is. Okay. When you consider the impact he has on both sides of the floor. However, Jerry, you hit it on the head there. Strength in numbers. There's a number of good players on that Golden State team that Kevin Durant came in on all NBA second team. Don't you think Kevin Durant is better than, like, Paul George, for example? <laughs> um, but, I mean, that is – some people are going to and, – and I understand the argument that you're going to champion that. They put aside the personal accolades. They they sacrifice the money to come together and conquer, right? <laughs> Did Clay Thompson's face look like he was okay <laughs> with sacrificing $30 million? <laughs> well, hey, I mean, again, there's, there's one way he can go about fixing that. There's one way, and that is to depart Golden State 
and go play somewhere else or uh, force Kevin Durant out and have him go sign somewhere else, right? <laughs> I mean, it's going to take something like that. Uh, there's still a chance that Clay could recoup some of this money. And here's the thing, Jerry. Um, he's an eight-year veteran. If he had made the All-NBA team, he would have been eligible. He's a free agent this summer. He would have been eligible for this so-called Supermax, which is 35% of the cap, that normally you have to be a 10-year vet before you're eligible to get that. Uh, so he would have been eligible for that now. He could sign a two-year deal, re-enter free agency when he's a 10-year vet, and then push for that and see if he can get it. He'll, he could recoup some of that, but also uh, the argument's been made. Let's say he was Supermax eligible. That didn't mean Golden State has to offer him the full boat. I mean, they could have still came and offered him you know, what he's going to be eligible for now and not offer that additional money. So it's sort of a theoretical loss than an actual loss. Oh, but theoretically, $30 million is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> just about to get to you in a second. I heard from Madison in just a little bit. Uh, whenever you think of Clay Thompson, yes. do you think Clay Thompson could shoulder an organization? Uh, I mean, okay, so here's the thing. I think that right now, Clay Thompson, I'm not saying he's getting overshadowed in Golden State, but he's not like, he's not the guy that people look to at Golden State and say, wow, he is the reason for the success behind this team. He's the reason uh, this team is going to the NBA Finals again. And so I think, like, I don't know. I, I don't really see Clay Thompson being able to be like the Steph Curry of a team, to be like the Russell Westbrook of a team. I don't see Clay Thompson being able to do that, not because he's not talented enough and not because he doesn't hold an immense amount of leadership qualities. Uh, it's just kind of because he's been so shadowed his entire career. And I mean, I don't know. I If he did leave Golden State, I don't see that happening because I think Golden State has really made him a relevant player. Oops, sorry I said it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I think Clay Thompson, right now, he probably just feels a little bit snubbed uh, by Kimba Walker, like getting that vote and him not getting in. But kind of what John was saying is, you know, when Clay Thompson, or sorry, when Golden State wins a game, they're not saying, oh, like Clay Thompson did that for them. Except for game six of uh, the Western Conference Finals <laughs> well, in 2016. Yeah, maybe, maybe that one. But uh, yeah, here we are three years later, and that's really just not the case for him. Uh, I think Clay Thompson should have got the vote over Kimball Walker. I, I'm always going to lean towards guys. For God's sakes, Clay Thompson made the second all-defensive team. Like, there's two sides of the floor. Kimba's great. He's incredible. Two sides of the floor. That's not as interesting as this conversation is for me. Clay Thompson obviously missed out on the Supermax. We also found out just recently that Draymond Green also missed out on the Supermax because if he wins Defensive Player of the Year again, he gets a super, or he's Supermax eligible this summer as well. Talk about dodging bullets. Could Golden State get a little bit no. more lucky? I mean, like, that's the thing. It's that's that's roughly seventy five million dollars that could have been expected of them to pay in salary this upcoming summer that they're just going to dodge on because of voting by media. And that's not me railing on, but I'm saying just like something that they don't control. They're just not having to pay that money out because of votes that are cast by media members. That is wild. Like, what a great summer for Golden State, and they did nothing. They did nothing. They just had to sit back and let it happen. Well, and Draymond, I mean, again, during the season, he was basically coasting until the playoffs, right? Fat Draymond was not good is what we learned. Yeah. That <laughs> Skinny is Draymond's incredible. And that is, you know, a lot of these guys have put aside their personal goals in pursuit of the ultimate team goal. And they're not a lot of players are willing to do that. And we are in a location where you could question whether a certain player is willing to do that to the extent that the Golden State Warriors have done. So it depends on your perspective. You can either say, go get your money, 
go get all you possibly can. Rings are a little bit overrated. Or you can say rings are all that matters. Sacrifice everything to go get one or several. I don't know. I, I can understand both points of view, definitely. Jerry, I know how you are about branding. I know where you would go. You you would be ringless. Are you kidding me? I would zero rings and every <laughs> shoe. I would have two shoe contracts, right? Score Flip-flops is, and the, and the yes, athletic Yes, there shoe. you go. Thank you. Uh, I score as much as I could. Rail on any young talent they brought into my organization. Get rid of those guys. and and Sounds like your current strategy. Yes, and handcuff. <laughs> handcuff an organization for a decade while they put my damn face on every building they could yes kimba walker (laughs) yeah i mean and look it it, that's not a horrible fate right i mean to be a to be a alan iverson alan iverson he was an icon for crying out loud so like i say i can see both sides of this argument we do in team sports tend to lean towards the guys that sacrifice and that is definitely something that again the thunder organization was trying to build and thought they had built uh, this this uh, system of sacrifice for the greater good, like San Antonio did. Um, and then it didn't quite pan out that way. But, I mean, then they kind of had to pivot and say, Russ, it's yours now. Go do what you want. Um, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating to me. But, um, I, again, I, I would caution with, you know, oh, this guy's lost out on so much money. So Draymond has still got another year left on his deal. If he wins Defensive Player of the Year next year, he could be Supermax eligible again, but I would expect we're going to see more of this regular season coasting and ramping up for the postseason uh, from that team because that's a lot of miles. All right, 1077 The Franchise, 179 in Tulsa. It is the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. I'm Jerry Ramsey. That is John Hamm, Chisholm Hollum joining us from the drive uh, today. And, of course, Madison Morris. Uh, guys, we're pretty smart, and so I don't think we need Googles, but if you need the Googles, go ahead. Um, I'm going to throw a claim out there, and I've been watching Kevin Durant cry. Uh, and then we're talking the last week and a half. Kevin Durant <laughs> cried to the media. Steph Curry, we saw Clay Thompson. Draymond Green admit that it took his mama and his kid or something, or his baby's mama and his kid, to uh, sort of straighten him up because he's been so terrible. Let's go back. Let's go back as far as we can go back, as you can remember. Is this the whiniest, bitchiest champion that you can remember? I seriously, I want to think of a whinier, bitchier championship group than this group here. And at Jerry, oh, you know, you're just you know salty because the Thunder didn't beat and blah blah. No, I'm not. Go back and look at your champions and tell me you had any of these guys. Let's go. I mean, let's go. Uh, Shaq and Kobe were they whiny and bitchy? No, Did, they were too busy trying to choke each other. To right. <laughs> they whenever they complain, they complain to each other or they complained about each other. Right. Okay, you want to go? What you want to go back? Celtics of uh, Kevin Mario Durant. Chalmers was pretty upset there for a few years in Miami. He was the whipping boy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was Mario's fault. Every single thing was Mario's fault. So, but I mean, LeBron and uh, Bosch and Wade, they weren't bitchy. No, no. I, I seriously, I wanted the old Celtics, the old Lakers, the Bulls. What the Bulls had Rodman, he was crazy, but he didn't like. He wasn't whiny. I go back, Jerry, to when they the first title, Golden State won. They came out of nowhere. They won, what, 65 games? Um, and they caught some breaks in the playoffs, right? They, they just did. And people pointed this out because luck plays a part in your ability or inability. It's, it's impossible 
uh, to uh, you know to predict or anything like that. But yeah, I mean they caught guys that they caught teams that were injured, banged up. That was the year Oklahoma City had the plagues of Egypt season. Um, had they actually been healthy, who knows if Golden State would have emerged like they did? And they just came out and just were sarcastic about everything um, about how people were downplaying this. No, no, no. We're just pointing out like he caught a few breaks along the way. Oh, and by the way. By the time he got to the finals, it was LeBron James and no one else because Kevin Love was out, because Kyrie Irving was out. And in the championship parade afterwards, Draymond Green is talking about how Cleveland sucks. This was the first year they won the title. That was established, and that turned a lot of people off on this young, exciting, up-and-coming Warriors team because of sarcastic Steph Curry and Draymond being just kind of a jerk about things. And it's just, it's swelled from there. They have acted like, you know, they don't get any respect whatsoever and, you know, and and continue to, by, by winning 73 games and losing the finals and picking up, you know, possibly the second best player in the league. I, it, it has been, it has been a little too much, I think, not just here locally in OKC, but elsewhere. Uh, the thing that always cracks me up with teams like this, and Steph Curry did this recently, when they uh, swept Portland, and they go, you know, where do you get this motivation? No one believed in us. No one thought we yeah, could do this. Near- I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. I remember a lot of people saying, like, maybe Portland can win a couple. Maybe this becomes right? a series. I don't remember anyone being like, well, Golden State's going to get swept now. They have no chance. I don't yeah. I don't remember that conversation ever happening. Uh, but Golden City has this habitual habit of playing this underdog card, which, you know, the New England Patriots do it as well. It just gets old. Because yeah. everyone else outside that organization goes, if that's what you want to do inside, that's fine. Don't say that publicly because we all can see you stack the deck. And so don't tell us that you're the underdog when everyone else feels like you're playing by a different set of rules. That's not fair. And I think that's what rubs a lot of people the wrong way is that they're constantly playing this oh, woe is us card when everyone else sees them as like the kid born on third base. Yeah. I mean, they're the Monopoly guy. Wait, that's that bad example because he is actually poor, right? <laughs> it's a the, terrible the example. You see him yeah, in his pockets right. out. yeah, no money in his pockets. Um, okay, listen, I hate I hate Larry Bird. I hate the Boston Celtics. Okay, let me start there. Larry I, Legend. I hate it, Larry Bird. I hate it, Boston Celtics. But you know what? Larry never was the underdog. That's one of the you're talking about a stacked team, right? Hall of Famers all over the place. Danny Ainge, Robert Parrish, uh, Kevin McHale, Dennis Johnson, uh, rest uh, in Bill peace. Walton came off the bench. That's for right. God's sake. That's right. Okay. Larry Bird never played the underdog. He would always say, uh, well, if you don't like it, just beat us. Yeah. You know, just, and he had that attitude. Uh, yeah, no, that uh, sucks. Sucks for you, but you know, the, you're gonna, I'm going to beat your ass. I mean, that, when a champion comes out and says stuff like that or acts like that, even magic, as, uh, and, and not, not your magic nowadays, guys, my 80s <laughs> magic that everyone loved. Uh, he was a guy who's like, hey, let's have some fun. Let's play. Let's roll the dice. Let's, you know. Those guys were champions. My Pistons were champions. You don't like it, suck it. Like they were, they were the first DX. Uh, my Pistons back in the Bad Boys back then. Michael Jordan and the Bulls just never, never even thought about. It. Always respected John Stockton. Always respected Charles Barkley in the media. Always said great things. That was sort of the thing they used to talk about Michael Jordan, where he'd buddy up with you and right. they just kill you. Jeff Van Gundy. Yep. Uh, pointed this out that's what happened to patrick ewing thought he was his friend no he was killing pat yeah <laughs> all the time so this whiny bunch of just and it doesn't help that steph curry's dad played in the nba and he's been you know just been rich all his life you know clay thompson his daddy backed up kareem for a little bit in some championship teams and you know he's been wealthy all his life steve kerr 
never really did anything except for jump on a bench with a bunch of champions. He hit a big shot one time. One time. <laughs> That's all it one takes. Time. That is all it takes. In a game six. Wasn't even a game seven. It was a game six. It was a big shot. Uh, how do you do in Phoenix, by the way? Anyway, all <laughs> these guys that had that like-mindedness of we've had everything basically given to us, and now we're going to work smarter, not harder. And they keep pulling this disrespect card or whatever, but again... That's what wears me out. Yeah. It's like, again, you're the team that assimilated Kevin Durant into your team, and everyone understood at that point in time, you are going to roll everyone. You are going to roll... And then, not only that, but then adding Boogie Cousins. Yes, off of an injury, but still, another all-star. And they keep pulling this disrespect card, and Kevin is trying to pull it too, right? Uh, I mean, you saw him talking about how, oh, it's always like Kevin Durant and the Warriors. You want to know why? <laughs> you want to know why you were separated from the Warriors? Because the Warriors were the Warriors before you joined them. I just, it's, it's so, and we did, now we sound like we're warning. See what they did? They uh, drag us down into it with Now, them. it's, again, it's this whole, it, it's not anything recent. It's been this way since they won the first title. It turned a lot of people off of what should have been, like, the most exciting, young, uh, jump-on-the-bandwagon type team. But then they keep pulling some of these antics that turn a lot of people off. And I'll say this, as a father of five uh, and somebody who can give uh, sage advice, if you're a parent and you're letting your child wear a Steph Curry jersey... Uh, you're wrong. You're 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 doing it wrong. You're parenting wrong. You're teaching him the wrong sort of things. You got a problem with that, Chisholm? I uh, I don't know what a son wearing a jersey has to do with parenting. I was trying I just, to decide character, style of play. I just don't encourage fundamentals. What are you no, uh, What are you upset I just, about? I don't encourage you uh, letting him see that what Steph Curry does is okay. Uh, can we get homeboy a mouthpiece that stays in his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Not because that doesn't bother me. Like, some people are like, oh, that makes me so mad. I just think it's gross. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's just super gross, right? See, it's even that. Bad hygiene. It's even gross. That. You're teaching your child. Because, like, and he's touching the ball and then touching the mouthpiece. Yeah. I'm like, hey, bro, you don't know if Kendrick Perkins down there who just touched the ball washed his hands this morning? I bet he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like. You can't tell me that Igauskis washed his hands before he came on the court. Now you're touching in your mouth. That's gross. Uh, it's like when Ennis Cantor kissed the floor at Madison Square Garden. That's oh. disgusting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no way. No. Ennis, it's New York, bro. <laughs> that ended so There well. is no telling what's been on that floor. 1077 the franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. When we get back, we'll get back into the uh, Eastern Conference matchup tonight, uh, what this means for Golden State. We'll talk about some of the Rockets drama that's going on around. And then we'll ask tonight the Greek freak. Uh, does he get it done, pours it to a game seven, and what happens when his Supermax comes up? And we have John Hamm. What the hell is a Supermax? We'll talk about all that when we get back. You're listening to the Franchise Thunder Insiders on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. All right, tonight, uh, tonight a true hockey town, uh, Toronto, uh, they're at home. Drake will be there. Of course he will. <laughs> Jurassic Park will be roaring. Will Drake be giving free massages again? Budenholzer is not a fan. No, no. At all of that. Uh, he like was, he would be upset if the Fonz came out and said, hey, and started rubbing his shoulders. I don't know. The Fonz. <laughs> who's, who's the big Milwaukee guy? Have you guys seen like the Packers that have been there like doing yes. the beer chugging contest? That's that's incredible. No. That, that one extra from Game of Thrones? Yeah. yeah. And have you seen Aaron Rodgers drinking wine with his pinky up like a girl? It was like... 
I've never seen anyone not chug beer quite like Aaron Rodgers. Hold on, we're on Twitch, right? So if you look at Twitch, this is my impersonation of Aaron Rodgers chugging his beer. (laughs) He's choking. (laughs) He can't do it. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, he got. It was like a whole twelve ounces, Jerry. It's a lot of liquid. So anyway, tonight, uh, Eastern Conference, uh, the Toronto uh, the Toronto Raptors have a chance to get to the finals. They've never done that. They've been this far. Remember they, uh, the great battle between uh, Vince Carter and Allen Iverson? That was a fantastic series back yep. in the day. Uh, but you look at it, and the Greek freak needs to get something done tonight. He absolutely, if he's going to be the MVP of the league, this is a game on the road. Everything against him um, needs to show up tonight to really solidify his MVP-ness. Am I wrong on this or not? <laughs> okay. I, I want you to slow down again. And and his what? MVP-ness. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. So, MVP N-E-S-S. MVP. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure. Was that intentional or was that on accident? I think that was on accident, and now you're just rolling with it. I think you're very proud of yourself for saying that. <laughs> um, this would this would be a game where uh, Giannis would need to break out. Yes, absolutely. And and again, I understand that uh, you know basically Toronto is very aware of him, and they're trying to limit him and all that good stuff. But this is where the cream of the crop rises to the top, right? Um, it, it's, that's a lyric, right? Is that jump around? You sound like uh, KRS One. Look at you. <laughs> so. <laughs> No, I mean, this is the the night for Milwaukee to do that, but uh, I don't know, man. Game six at home, this it's it's lining up for Toronto, but I picked Bucks in six, so sorry, why do I know? I used the uh, wrong rapper there. Pusha T would be who would, you would sound that like be? there. Yes, Pusha T. Uh, I'm disappointed in you. I, I, no, I, I did not fix it right away. I showed my MVP. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> no, don't say uh, it again. <laughs> tonight, tonight, though, uh, Chisholm, um, Whenever you look at, you know, Greek is going to do what he's going to do. Chris Middleton has to score more than six points, uh, including four all the way into well into the uh, fourth quarter. Yeah, Chris Middleton is someone who is like the trendy, I'm an NBA fan, so I know how good Chris Middleton is. You know what I mean? Like, there's always, like, those NBA nerd guys, like Pascal Siakam was that for a long time. And then he got too good, and then too many people knew about him, so then the NBA nerds turned on him. Um, Chris Middleton's one of those guys and has been for a long time. The other thing with Chris Middleton, other than the fact that everyone says he's underrated, so I think that makes it properly rated. If everyone says you're underrated, you're properly rated. Um, is he streaky? And he's been that way his whole career. I mean, he is he is the definition of J.R. Smith and those kind of guys where he's hot and cold. He's going to have games where he just can't miss, and he's going to have games where he's like a distant memory to the offense, and he's just basically a spot-up shooter and isn't aggressive and doesn't take his shots and stuff like that. That's who he's been his whole life. Now, this is also the biggest games that Chris Middleton's played in his entire career. Um, as far as pressure and all those things. I'm excited to see if Milwaukee can respond. And I talked about it in the first segment. They've never been punched in the mouth this whole year. They got punched in the mouth. We thought they were going to come out and have a fight in Game 5, and they came out hot in the first quarter, but it kind of tapered off. Um, I want to see if they come out and Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton being the number one guy on the list, come out, be aggressive, make a statement, try to because you're playing for your whole season. See if you can see if you can do something you weren't doing in the previous games. And Chris has got to be a lot better if Milwaukee's gonna have a chance in Toronto. We'll uh, continue on this with the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. Uh, see if Toronto can move on, or see if they can force a game seven. You're listening to the Franchise Thunder Insiders on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. I love this time of year. By the way, this is the NBA uh, trade machine season. You can get really, really funky. 
Um, sure can. This is the uh, Franchise Thunder Insider Show real quick. I just Can we go down the list of guys real quick? Um, who may not be here next season? Right, let's go here. Let's say Russell Westbrook, he's... Marquise Morris. <laughs> uh, okay, Russell Westbrook's here, right? He's going to be here next year. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel, I Paul feel George. pretty strongly those two guys. Gotcha, uh, it, it would take something... Uh, completely. I mean, be up far right. beyond left field, like Josh Jackson in the number five pick, <laughs> something like that. Uh, Terrence Ferguson. Uh, you know what do you got? What I mean, I, I think all things considered, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not looking to actively move him, but if he was a piece needed to make a significant upgrade, I mean, okay. I don't think they're going to hold him. Jeremy out of it. Grant. Same. Yes, I think he's one of their most valuable assets right now. Yeah, I mean, again, he's a sort Great of guy. Contract. That they're not actively like we gotta we gotta trade him now, but if they had to put him into a significant upgrade, uh, they would do it. Stephen Adams, same, same. You didn't even put any thought into it. No, I mean just <laughs> this guy is the guy that people are singling in on as one of the biggest problems the Oklahoma City Thunder have, and one of the, and something they have to remedy. What am I missing out? Because people only remember the All Star break uh, since the All Star break, they forget like the legitimate is he going to be an All Star talk we had before then. Yeah, there is no doubt. Stephen Adams after the All Star break, go look at the numbers. Disappointing. Two years in a row though, I think that's where gets I'd people skeptical. Completely, I, I and I get that, and I think some of that is going to be stop trying to play him thirty five minutes a night. Yeah. I, I think I think they're going to have to manage that a little bit better and not push to get him on an all-star team, not push to get him on an all-NBA team. They're going to have to find a way to limit him and have him be like really dynamic in those minutes and find some solid guys off the bench that Billy Donovan will use, not just trust, but use. I got bad news for you, John. And Chisholm, you can chip in here, too. And, and Madison, why not? You're here. I'm here. Uh, he doesn't shoot three-pointers. He can't shoot... He doesn't shoot outside of 10. This is not your old man NBA, John. This is Chisholm and Madison's fresh face, uh, young, uh, shooting the ball on all five positions NBA. He is a dinosaur. He's archaic. And damn it, if I could, I would trade him for Frank the Tank out in Charlotte. <laughs> let's, let's not. Uh, sorry, what? Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's like like the next Danilo Gallinari. What are you talking about? Here's my fix for Steven Adams, and it has nothing to do with Steven Adams, is this Thunder team has had a little bit of an obsession with, like, Steven Adams is a part of our identity off the floor and on the floor, which is fine. I think they need to pivot from that a little bit on the floor. They need to be willing for 40 games a year to close with Jeremy Grant at the five and play smaller. But for whatever reason, they've just said Steven is who we are. We're going to play him down the stretch of the fourth quarter every single game. Which that worked for it worked for a little bit, but they need to move away from that and be willing to close with Jeremy Grant. I know Steven makes twenty five million dollars and it raised a bunch of eyebrows when you benched him in playoff games. But if they can just swallow that, now he's not playing as many minutes because there's some games he's not closing, there's some games he is, and you're playing a little bit more of the matchups. I think that's better for him in the situation. I think that's better for this Thunder team if they could play against those smaller, quicker teams with Jeremy Grant and Paul George in the front court and then play with three wings on the outside. That just makes more sense to me. But they didn't do that the entire year, even sometimes when it was really glaring that Steven did not need to be out there in the closing moments um, until the last two games. So yeah. I don't know if they're going to do that, but that would be my fix. Can you get over the, we're not going to play the $25 million a year player down the stretch of games? And that's the thing. I mean, I do think I do think this organization does want to try to get players individually recognized and rewarded. 
I do believe this. Um, not not I again not to the detriment of the team's success. I do think that there is a if if these guys elevate to a certain level, achieve certain things, it helps the team in the long run. I do I I I feel like that is some of the thought process. So that is why Stephen Adams gets played so much and and utilized right. and 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 pushed for all star accolades, what have you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the reality is you're gonna have to look at it as you know this is he's basically a a super role player. He's right. not necessarily the the third uh you know peer to your to your big three necessarily. He needs to be uh kind of situational, like you say, towards yeah. the end of those games. And I don't mean to jump on top of you, but Serge and Jonas Valanciunas basically did this in Toronto. And Steven is totally different players than both those guys, are not comparing their skill sets at all. But basically what Toronto did with those two players yeah. is they just Okay, you make some more sense against this team. You make more sense against this team, and we're just going to work it out. And again, the good part about that is then that he's not playing thirty-five minutes or thirty-eight minutes every single night. He's playing some nights. He's playing twenty-five. Some nights he's playing thirty-five, and getting him rest throughout the year. And Stephen Adams is not going to complain about that. No. So no. No, and this is going to kill me to say this because I think the entire world knows that I am an avid Stephen Adams fan. Um, but I feel like what is he like twenty-five going on twenty-six? He's hit a little bit of a wall right now and that's not to say that he's gonna like just stay pretty stagnant for the remainder of his career in the NBA I really think he can still develop and evolve as a player but right now um yes before the all-star break he had some good moments for this team but I think this season was kind of the first season that Thunder fans didn't see something just like absolutely spectacular out of Steven so I think people are starting to lose a little bit of hope in them or in him but at the same time, I, I don't know. He's told us before in media scrums that if he ever stepped outside of the paint to take a shot, that Russell Westbrook would kick his butt. And, like, right. that's just kind of a – that's – I don't know. Maybe, like – I don't – because I posted a video. I forgot what game it was. And he shot three for three, uh, three-pointers, and people just blew up at that saying, like, why doesn't he take those? And he was asked at a game one time, just, you know, why don't you ever step outside your comfort zone? Why don't you ever take those shots? And he's like, are you kidding? Russell Westbrook would kill me if I did that. So I, I don't know if his talent is just being like restrained by other people. If he's just like given a job to do, and that's the only thing he sticks to, and he doesn't really step outside of that. But I don't know. Right now, I think he's hit a little bit of a wall, and um, maybe he's gonna like break out of that this next season if he stays in Oklahoma City. But if he doesn't, maybe he would have better opportunities somewhere else. And that kills me to say. I don't want him to leave. Kelly Gregg, uh, who you know is a huge fan. Marcin Gortat. <laughs> Kelly Gregg. Uh, who uh, he's free agent I, now. I adore <laughs> available and have worked with for years though. Uh, you got to change something up, okay? And he, he usually talks about Billy Donovan when he talks about this, and you know, and he he played in a high pressure situation and guys that were going in deep playoff runs, and they did. They changed coaches in midstream, and it worked out for him. It did, okay. Um, the same can be said about Steven Adams. I think that we are so accustomed to seeing that big three, right? Russell Westbrook. Right now it's Paul George. It used to be KD, whatever. Uh, but we're used to seeing it. used to be Russ, Kevin, and Serge. Um, we want to group in Steven Adams with that group. I mean, obviously, the Thunder did in, in payroll. Yeah, but he's, it's, he's paid to be Rudy Gobert, but, impact-wise. But it's not, it's not working. And if the Thunder... Uh, need if the Thunder want to move on, and they got to get out of the first round. I think that doing something different, and John, I suggested with you about the lessening Stephen Adams' minutes. Stop making him such a big part of what Oklahoma City is doing, and kind of 
you know, kind of put him in a place where he's supportive. Right. Way more supportive than he is now. He is not a go-to guy. He is not a guy that's going to win you a game. He's a support system. Let's start treating him like that. Let's start giving him minutes like a support system. Yeah, and look, the idea of him shooting three-pointers I don't think is a reach either. And I've talked about this with uh, with Andrew Gilman in the mornings and, and, and others as well. Um, and that has been the evolution of a guy like Brooke Lopez, like Mark Gasol. Uh, like Joel Embiid, for example. So, you know, uh, Al Horford is another guy that never shot a three-pointer right. uh, unless it was desperation until, you know, a certain point in his career. I do think that is the next step. I think Steven is the kind of guy that wants to make sure that, you know, he's – that he's. I think he, he likes to make extra sure that he can do what he's being asked to do. Um, so that could be something they spring on next season. I don't know. But I do think that is – that is something that not only does Steven need to add to his game, but I think it's something the Thunder need, especially when you have a non-shooting point guard like Russ out there, too. It's very difficult to get around.